Merry Christmas. I had a blanket just like this when I was a kid, just like our friend Linus in the Charlie Brown Christmas and in every Peanuts like comic strip that ever existed, right? He carried that thing around. I did the same thing. Mine was so nasty and torn by the time that my parents finally took it from me. They, it was the kind of blanket that was so dirty and so torn, but I held it every, I took it everywhere I went, and my parents would have to like distract me with something like a, a video game or we're going to go do this or go do that just so they could get it out of my hands so that they could wash it because who knew what kind of germs there were in that and on that blanket. I'm sure some of you have that with you right now. I would take my blanket. I don't know about you. I got this from my father. He would, he would rub it. I would rub it between my fingers like this and he, apparently he did the same thing when he was a kid when I was nervous, when I had it. I would grind these things to a to just nothingness, or better yet, I would hide under it when I was scared, and I still do this to this day. My wife can attest. I rub my feet together with the blanket. I just love the way it feels. For whatever reason, this blanket became a security for me, much in the same way that it did for our friend Linus in A Charlie Brown Christmas and all the other Peanuts gang adventures. See, Linus couldn't be separated from his blanket at all. The gang couldn't get him to get rid of it. And as we saw in the Charlie Brown Christmas just a moment ago, a frustrated Charlie Brown along the way, he, he just said, isn't there, he's so frustrated with everything going on. He says, isn't there just, isn't there anyone who knows the true meaning of Christmas? And our blanket-toting, nervous, security blanket friend, said, sure, Charlie Brown. And he proceeds to quote Luke chapter 2. And he says, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. Not just so afraid, they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, and then... And then he says two incredible words, two incredible life-changing, eternity-changing words, and I love them. Because what he says is, fear not. Fear not. But when he said it, something magical happened. Something incredible happened. Did you catch it? I didn't the first hundred times that I saw this incredible video. But just as he says, fear not, he drops his blanket. He drops his security blanket. That thing, he drops that thing that the gang couldn't get him to leave behind for any money in the world. He, he dropped that one thing that his parents desperately tried to get from him and they'd have to distract him to get him out of the way just so they could wash it to get all the germs off of it. He dropped that one thing at fear not. See, one thing that you and I share is the need and a want for security. 
A lot of times we look for it from our spouses or our significant others. Maybe it's from our, our stuff or our relationships. Or maybe, for all the kiddos out here, maybe you look to security. You don't even know it yet. You won't even remember this. But you look to security from your parents. Or maybe you're a little bit like me, and as I was, when I, especially when I was younger, and you look to stuff. You look to material, or maybe, just maybe, you're really like me, and you look to past accomplishments and things you've done and places you've graduated from or past jobs, or even better, you look to your self-worth or your identity for security. But in that moment, the thing that caused Linus to drop his security wasn't any of those things. Instead, it was the story of Jesus. It was the birth of Christ. And the birth of Christ has the ability to change the Linus in all of us. See, the birth of Christ has the ability to separate us from our fears, has the ability to free us from our insecurities, has the ability to free us from the habits that we just can't seem to break. And we're going to talk about that in the new year. The birth of Jesus simply allows us to drop the false security that is this world and the things that we're so desperately grasping onto. And instead, cling to Jesus. We all have blankets. Some of them literal, some of them maybe not. Perhaps it's money, perhaps it's stuff, maybe it's people or relationships or your spouses or your parents. We all have blankets, and I bet you know what your security blanket is if you were being completely honest with yourself this Christmas. That thing that you desperately hold on to, that thing that we all have, and some are a little bit more dirty and torn than others, if we're being completely honest. And oftentimes, they really get highlighted during the Christmas season, as do a lot of things. But see, that's a problem. See, Christmas is where Jesus should be getting the spotlight, right? True faith, as Francis Chan would say, a famous pastor, true faith is, is holding nothing back. Every hope, putting God's faithfulness and putting God's promises and God's plan Christmas is all about God the Father's invitation to us through God the Son to experience God and have a life that is abundant, have a life that is free, to experience freedom from worry, freedom from guilt and shame and pain and anger and things that you and I do that lead us to spiritual and physical death. And you can know that freedom you can know that freedom this Christmas, not because of something that the world offers, a security blanket, if you will, no, someone who came to this world to save you from your insecurities. Freedom by faith. Freedom through faith and trust in a God revealed in a manger. See, just like Linus letting that blanket slip to the floor and saying, fear not. That, that action of Linus's is a commitment. It's a commitment to not let his insecurities rule the day. It's a commitment to not, for you and I to not let anger and rage rule the moment. It's a commitment to not let love manipulate us or us to use love to manipulate others. See, we're called to drop our blankets and leave the torn nastiness of the world and instead press into a life that is abundant, where 
where we love without condition, where we are generous without condition, where we speak kindness and forgiveness into the world without, forgive, without condition. Can you imagine it? Because what you're imagining is you are becoming the person that God destined you to be. The problem is, though, there's a little bit of Linus in all of us. The blanket just won't stay where we leave it now, does it? Right? We, we, we wake up one morning and it is there over our shoulder. You see, what does Linus do? Linus, after just a spurt of faith where he recites Luke chapter 2, he picks the blanket right back up. Just after a little bit of commitment, just a Sunday or two of coming to church or serving with your family, just a little bit of conviction, and then it's back to embracing our fears. It's back to embracing that habit. But why does he do it? Why does he do it? He does it the same reason that you and I do it. It's habit. Like I said, one morning we just wake up and there it is again. It's in the mirror and we see it. It's that relationship or that person or that thing or that habit that we just keep going back to. What it is, is it's that thing that we put in front of Jesus that gets the spotlight in the Christmas season instead of the birth of your Savior. Later we see the gang in the movie. They're gathered around a tree that looks kind of like that, but it's decorated now. And it's just the mother of all trees. And they sing, hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Just like we will here in a second. So have the band come up, but before, don't miss this, before any of that happens in our movie, Linus walks over to the tree. And he takes that blanket, that security that he's been holding on to all this time. And what does he do? He drops it one more time. And he wraps it around the base of the Christmas tree. What he's doing is he's taking all of his insecurities, all his fear, all his anger, all his just bent-upness, and he's placing it at the foot of the Christmas tree. And I believe what that is is it's a challenge to you and I. As we go about our incredible Christmas day, celebrating the birth of our Savior as we, as we go into this new year, it's a challenge to you and I to take what we hold on so desperately in this world that we rub when we get nervous or we hide under when we get scared, to take that and place it at the base of the tree that we know as the cross and give it to the only one capable of handling it. That's the gospel. It's to take Jesus and the birth death and resurrection of Jesus into every single situation. To apply it to every aspect of our lives, even the ones you don't want to talk about on Christmas. Those insecurities placed at the base of the tree. Would you pray with me as we close?
Let's have everyone stand up. God, I'm just so in awe that you would love us the way that you do. That we would get to come into your house on this day and celebrate your birth. God, that you decided from your throne of heaven to step down into the mess and the nastiness that is our world. And love us so much that you would sacrifice your life for us. God, we can never stop thanking you for that. We thank you for all the gifts under the tree and all the people around the fire with us. We, we pray for the ones that aren't here. That we're missing so desperately. We pray for all the incredible children in this room that they would grow up to know you and know your glory so that they too can honor you. God, we thank you for a lot of things this Christmas. God, we thank you most of all for sending your son Jesus into our world to die on a cross that you and I, so that we could we could spend eternity with you. That, God, we thank you. We thank you. It's in your precious son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen.